0: Morning, welcome to our live feed update for August 9th. I'm your host Aaron Armstrong, and I am here today to update you on everything that happened yesterday on the Big Brother twenty five live feeds. It was day seven in the house, and there was a lot of gaming, a lot of game talk, lots, lot of conversations going on. Uh, throughout the day, it didn't really stop um, some uncomfortable things continuing to happen with Cameron and uh, of course the biggest news from overnight that you may or may not have heard of yet uh, some, uh, some slurs being dropped by one Luke which we will uh, get to uh, later in the update, uh, but first we have to get through the day because it happened at the end of the day Uh, and, um, there's, uh, there's a lot to get to. I'm going to do my best again to try and, uh, condense it because man, it's just way too much to, uh, to go into detail about every beat of strategy throughout the day. Um, but, uh, plus we, we need to get to, uh, to what happened, uh, last night. So, um, let's, uh, let's give you a quick recap here. Um, and let me also pull up the uh, uh, the uh, the chart uh, with everyone's name uh, here if I can, there it may be there it is. there it is. okay. so uh, we uh, just to recap where we got to or how we got to here, um of course, with Riley as the h o h Kirsten and Felicia locked in on the block. Uh, the house is divided, but, uh, the night before Cameron had decided he wanted to jump ship and, uh, went on this whole tirade about Riley being his daughter. And he told Riley everything that she was doing wrong in the game and how she could fix it by listening to him and doing what he says, uh, and how nobody really likes her. Uh, and everyone thinks she's a bully and a cool kid. Uh, but don't worry, listen to him and she'll be okay. Uh, and she's, uh, pretty upset about it, uh, in general. Um, not really, not really loving the, uh, the situation, but the, the manipulation, uh, if, if that's, I mean, it's certainly what I want to call it, uh, is working, uh, on, on Riley. She is going to spend, uh, a good portion of the day feeling like, man, for, uh, Cameron is looking out for me. He's, he's got my back. Um, And, uh, and so that's kind of what Cameron is doing. He's trying to jump ship and bring, uh, Riley with him, uh, to the, I guess, water. If you're jumping ship, maybe you're jumping to another ship. Um, but, uh, is going to start the day not feeling good about Cameron and what's going on with him, uh she is going to do some rounds early on and make sure that uh nobody is buying it right like she's just trying to make sure cuz everyone seems to really be in on this whole situation and she's just just trying to check in to make sure you don't really believe Cameron do you um and so she talks to of course uh Izzy and is concerned if you remember she had a conversation with Mimi the day before where uh she felt like um, not only is Cameron, you know, playing them, but this is a ploy by Cameron and Red to get Cameron into the group to infiltrate, to have to have Riley protected that Red has been double dealing and perhaps told Cameron a bit too much, which I think is true to some degree here. Uh, so um, she is going to uh, say that to Izzy and Izzy's oh, she's, Red's a snake. Red's a snake, uh, and Izzy, Izzy's, you know, Izzy's Izzy, and she's gonna start going around and telling everyone, Red, "Red's a snake." Red, red's a snake. Cerise says, "Red's a snake." Um, and she goes up to uh, Heism, and she Red's a snake. Heism's like, "What? Yeah, Cerise said Red's a snake. Can't be trusted. It's it's all ploy." Uh, and and Heism's like, "That breaks my heart." What? Um, and uh. Sari's going to continue to do her rounds. She talks to Corey and lets him know what happened with Cameron. And uh, Corey is like, yeah, yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> he said what? He's trying to bring Riley in where? Uh, and he's clearly not very pleased uh, about the situation. Um, and then she says, I need to talk to Heisem. I need to figure out how Heisem is feeling about this whole thing. So she goes over to Heisem. Uh, It's actually very funny because Hysim is uh, out in the backyard. He's doing his workout and uh, and and Sari goes up to Hysim and is like, hey, can I can can we chat or is it possible for us to do a little chat right now? And he's like, yeah, that's fine. Um, So uh, she is like, "Okay, let me sit down here on uh, I think it was the rowing machine. Uh, And she's like, can I sit on this? can I pull the seat down to where you are? Cause he's at the end of it. This is a very visual description. I'm sorry. It probably doesn't work, but she, he's standing at the end of it at the end of the rowing machine where you would pull yourself up all the way. And so she sits down at the the back end of it. And she's like, can I move the seat over? He's like, yeah, with weight. Uh, and so she tries to move it over to where he is. And it just falls back to the beginning again. And she, it was just, it was very funny. Um, they talk. And she's asking Hysim how he feels about uh, the the Cameron situation, Um, and she's just she's not trying to give away her own opinion on it, right? Uh, She's trying to just get a sense of where he's at. She wants to know how uh, how involved he is. Um, So, but the second she asks, he goes, "Well, apparently, you think Red's a snake, right?" And she's like. Well, I mean, here's the thing. And she has to really try and, like, soften the edge of that as he's already causing problems again. Um, but uh, she, and she's like, listen, here's my worry, is that it seemed like he was already armed with a lot of information. He came to us with all this stuff, and I don't trust Cameron at all. And it's possible, right, that that Red might be snaking us. Uh, I hope not, but it's possible, and we, we need to explore that often, right? What do you think? So, um, And Heisem essentially over the course of like a 10 to 20 minute conversation uh, is going to um, talk about how he feels like Red. He probably has good intentions. He's probably just trying to keep his buddy Cameron safe by pulling him in um, and didn't mean to do anything wrong. And no, he doesn't trust Corey. But he does think that he could, they can use him as a number, and that it's probably all fine. And at the end of the day, the real issue, the real problem in this house is Corey. He's the snake, not Red. We need to watch out for Corey. Um, and Saree, throughout all of this, is like, yeah, yeah, I agree. I definitely agree with what you are saying. But to me, at least, it was pretty clear she did not agree. So. Suri is later going to tell Izzy that Hysam is not 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 great. Not a good not a good ally here. He is a, a bit of a problem. Uh we need to watch out for him. He's too drawn in by this whole Cameron situation. She's not really pleased with it. He he failed the Cameron test. Um so that's going on on the Suri side of the house. Uh On the uh, in the HOH side of the house, the upstairs side of the house, uh, Riley is gonna talk with Jared. Now, it's very, uh, it's very important to again remember that, uh, that Riley was told by Cameron the night before that she needed to jump ship from her alliance, abandon her friends, and do whatever Cameron tells her to do, uh, and With those instructions, she was also given the information that Corey and Jared are actually working with the other side. And while it seemed like she was hearing him in the moment, she goes, our little Corey. Um, I think that when he explained that he thinks everyone feels like they have Corey, that she just immediately was like, that's fine. I'm going to dismiss this information because I don't like it. I imagine For the most part, it seems like most of what uh, Cameron said to her that night uh, wasn't really heard, uh, which I think is part of how Cameron is continuing to succeed, if that's what you want to call it, in the manipulation. Because um, I think she's when Cameron is like saying so much to her all the time and she's very emotional and, and crying, she's hearing the negatives, the negging essentially that he is doing. Uh, she's hearing like all of the bad things he's saying about her and then also hearing the support that he is giving her theoretically emotionally um, and the instructions and information part of it I think is probably getting a little bit lost um, and so uh, she has not realized that what Cameron was saying that was was that he was jumping ship uh, she thinks that he was just expressing concern for what was happening and for her and wanted to help her and 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 all of that. Um and uh, and I think she also didn't quite realize what he was saying about Jared and Corey. So when Jared comes and talks to her, there's there's not a lot of uh like she's not suspicious of him in any way. Um and he does a very good job of just reiterating his loyalty to the uh to the alliance and all of that. So None of that seems to be impacting the current state of things. The you know Jared is not exposed. Uh, uh, none of this has happened. Uh, however, this is a very good conversation from Jared's end. We talked about it a little bit last night on the roundtable. Um, he does a very good job of putting her at ease. He tells her uh, he tells her the story from the night before uh, when uh, and this is something that I talked about on the update yesterday. Uh, Heisem and Corey had another one of their awkward interactions, uh, but this one was directly seen by Jared in the moment. Uh, basically, they were just chatting uh, about just like, how do we feel in the house generally? Uh, and the way that Jared tells the story is that Corey gave uh, a, a general answer, what you'd normally give, nothing too specific. Like, ah, you know, I feel okay. Um, and then uh, he was like, how do you feel, Heisem? And Hysum said, I don't want to answer that. I don't want to answer that. That's how Jared tells the story. Uh, and then he says that Corey got red and was like, uh, I'm gonna go brush my teeth. Um, and he left. And then after he left, uh, uh was like, You really trust that kid? Um, and talked about how he doesn't trust him and that that you know his type wins all the time. Uh, and so Um, he's going to tell this story to Riley, uh, who's, who's like, that's so mean. And she feels really bad for Corey. Uh, and this is going to start to spread a little bit. He's going to tell Sari later. He's going to tell a few other people and the tides are starting to turn. And this happens a lot in the big brother house where like nobody really liked Corey very much at first, uh, which I think is part of what emboldened Tyson to treat him this way. but his continued treatment of Corey in this way is starting to make people like Corey more than Hysom because they feel bad for Corey and feel like Hysom is being mean. Um, And so like inadvertently by riding the wave of dislike toward Corey, he's actually made people like Corey more, um, which is a common occurrence in the big brother house. It's very interesting. Uh, But um, so she, I mean, she's like fully bought in. She's like very anti Hysom here. And she's saying, I, you know, Hysim and Izzy, they're the ringleaders. They're the ones that are coming for me. Um, and uh, Jared is continuing to use this anti-Cory stuff to be like, no, no, no. Hysim is more of a problem. Do you see how much he hates Corey? Uh, could you imagine if he's not, if he doesn't like you either, that wouldn't be great. Right. And uh, it doesn't seem like he likes you very much, Riley. He's kind of coming after you. Um and he says that, uh, and plus, it's not like Izzy is a ringleader. I mean, could you imagine? Like, nobody's taking orders from Izzy. Come on. She's at best a sidekick, right? Uh, so, you know, Heisem uh, is the problem. And she agrees. She's, she's down for that. Which is very different than how she felt last night. Because uh, Cameron was telling her about Izzy be, feeling like she was a cool kid and really hating Riley. Uh, and she was like, "Izzy needs to go asap." But Jared has her back onto Heism. Um, So uh, Riley is also like expressing, "Like, man, I really wish that we didn't have to get rid of Kirsten." I, I you know, I wish she wasn't up against Felicia right now because uh, I, I really like Kirsten, and I wish we could like work with her. I feel like uh, she kind of regrets uh, targeting Kirsten at this point, um, and uh, and and that that sentiment kind of exists. Uh, in, in a few people in the, in the house um, be mostly because again and I said this from the start Kirsten is very likable and a lot of people in the house do like her um, it's just that like the circumstances have been so damning for her that like there's just been zero space for her to be able to actually make any moves uh, or save herself in any real way being up against Felicia is just so so bad and, and this is where, you know, we talked about on one of the recaps, like uh, I think the Sunday night recap, would Kirsten have been nominated if not for the twist in the beginning of the game? And I said, I think it's, it's probable that she would have. I do think that she probably gets into the same amount of trouble or a similar amount of trouble. And uh, knowing that she was talking about specifically Riley and the Matt situation, if she does that, uh, then that's probably the thing that sinks her. Uh, and and gets her nominated. However, I do not think, and this is an important an important distinction, I do not think that Felicia would have been the pawn next to her if not for that initial night one twist. Um, I think that, uh, you know, Corey still probably would have been an option, um, but I don't think that she would have gone in the direction of Felicia and Sari. I don't know exactly where she would have gone, Maybe it would have been somebody random like Bowie. Maybe it would have been if she had her way. Remember, she was hoping to leave Corey on the block as a backup target. We know she didn't like Luke very much. We know she was looking to potentially put Luke on the block. Wouldn't have surprised me if she had put uh, Kirsten and Luke, if not for that night one twist. Um, And let me tell you, Luke would be going home right now if that were the case. Uh, So... um, you know, when it comes to like Kirsten got screwed, I think that's where it really comes into play, because I do think she would have been able to save herself without that night one twist. Um, so uh, Jared is doing a lot of work to actively try to keep the alliance together. It's it's a little counterproductive in terms of uh, letting them explode uh, in, in the way that they are. But it's very good in the sense that it's protecting his own position within that alliance. He is very protected by it and it continues to reinforce the structure. That allows him to be in the middle while also simultaneously uh, which is a little redundant um, uh, makes him seem more loyal to the group as a whole um, and she's eating all of this up I mean he does a very like when I, he does a very good job in this conversation um, and it really made me feel like this is a very viable path for Jared I think that especially with uh, Jag and Blue, who are a little less um, easy to persuade. Uh, like they are a little more dangerous to his game, but but Riley is very uh, susceptible to this sort of thing, uh, and therefore uh, like a very interesting piece for him to potentially use, given how much work he's putting in here and how successful it is. Um, that said, he pretty much immediately goes to Sari and tells her about the conversation with Riley and that basically she needs to go. Uh, He thinks that she's too influential and that Jag and blue would do whatever she says and that Matt would do whatever she says. And I think he has the wrong read on this. Um, I think that uh, I think that his success in that previous conversation is an indication that uh, this is actually a decent place to go. Um, Especially given what Jag and blue are talking about uh, at this time, which we'll get to in just a second. but in this conversation with Sari, Jared and Sari both agree they don't trust Cameron. Uh, he says that uh, when he talked to Blue, he told her that they need to distance themselves a little bit in, in fear of a showman's label. Uh, and he thinks it might have upset her. Uh, and he, he really doesn't trust Blue. Um, he also tells Sari about Hysom's treatment of Corey uh, and how it, it needs to stop. It needs to stop. It's no good for them. Um, so uh, speaking of Jag and Blue... Uh, Blue tells Jag that Heisem told her that Izzy and Heisem were being targeted by Riley. Now, that's true. Izzy and Heisem are the targets. But what they don't understand is how he found out. Because nobody outside of their eight should know that Izzy and Heisem were the targets. It's not exactly super obvious that those exact two would be the ones being targeted unless somebody was leaking that information. Uh, In addition to that, the wording of it seemed pretty similar to how Riley said it. So they start to come to the conclusion between that and the fact that the other side seemed to know everything about their alliance and the fact that they were together in the first place. Is there a leak? Is there a mole? Is somebody double dealing? Yeah. (laughs) Yep. And so they start to go through a list of, of names um and they are a little bit suspicious of Jared. Uh they feel like it's possible Jared is very tight with the people on the other side, you know, it wouldn't like it's not like that would be too far off into consideration. So um they they consider it but they don't make any uh, concrete conclusions by any means uh that uh you know it's it's not like uh, they are like, ha, ah, it has to be Jared. They are just considering options. And if they continued down this road, they might eventually land on Jared. But uh, but ultimately, I would guess not considering everything that Cameron is doing. Um, but this is why, in my eyes, it's like, Jared, you're doing so well with Riley. She would never believe that you were the lead. Jag and Blue, little, little bit more of an edge there when it comes to their ability to suss you out. I really do think that you should let the target land on them first, if possible. Um, but, uh, but that's, so that's going on over there. Jag is going to go to Riley and let her know about this potential mole situation. Uh, he says that the other side knows that, um, that Heisman and Izzy are being targeted and how would they know that? Uh, and Riley is just as confused. She's obviously I did. She's like, did you tell anybody outside of the age? She said, no. Um, and so who could it have been? Um, it's obviously not blue. She's the one that brought the information to them that the other side knows. Uh, they go through the other list of names. Um, you know, it's not Jag. It's not her. That's, you know, three of them so far. It's definitely not Matt. Matt wouldn't do that. Uh, it's, um, it, it couldn't be Corey, right? Like not our Corey. Uh, and um, she just had a long conversation with Jared. She doesn't think it's Jared. It couldn't be Cameron. He's too smart for that. Cameron is too smart for that. He is trying to play all sides. But why would he give away that information? He's too too smart for that, That Cameron. He's too smart. Too smart for that. I'm just going to keep repeating that because it's a very dumb statement. <laughs> um, so uh, the thing, though, is what I found interesting about this conversation between Riley and Jag is that when talking to Blue, Jag was a bit more open about his suspicions about the other alliance members with Riley. He was very hesitant to go in on an actual suspicion. Uh, he brought her the information and then said, we need to figure this out, but then gave zero uh, input on like he, he did not cast any suspicions upon any ally, uh, ally in the alliance which to me indicated that he trusts Blue more than he trusts Riley, despite the fact that they initially had that final two uh, made. So just worth noting at this time, I guess. While this is happening, uh, Corey is going to be talking to Cameron. And Cameron is giving Corey that same sinking ship. Alliance is exploding. It's time to move on. We need to protect ourselves. Speech. Um, and, uh, of course, you know, uh, Corey is not like a daughter to, uh, Cameron. So, uh, it has, uh, none of the creepy undertones to it, but, um, it's pretty similar overall in terms of the strategic content. And Corey is definitely picking up on what Cameron is laying down here and he does not like it. Uh, he is very, uh, concerned, uh, about the situation. Um, and. And you can tell that he's concerned, but but also again trying to not show how concerned he is about it. Uh, but basically, what Cameron is saying is that Corey's entire game plan right now is being uh, blown up. Um, Corey is protected by this eight person thing, and he's making inroads with the other side to be protected on their side as well. But if Cameron is going to blow everything up and abandon that side and leave, uh, you know, leave the side worthless essentially, then he uh, is not as protected and his his path moving forward is a lot muddier. Um, so uh, he's not very pleased, but he's, again, doing his best to be like, oh, yeah, Cameron, you, my, my buddy. Yeah, thanks for letting me know all of this. This oh, man, thanks so much. Um, and then Riley comes and lets them know about the leak. So Somebody told the other side that I'm targeting Izzy and Heisem. How did this happen? Uh, I haven't told anybody outside of the alliance. And Corey's like, I didn't say a word. How could, yeah, how could this have happened? Who could have done this? And Cameron says, Riley, have you done what I told you to do yet? Like, what? What What does that have to do with, what what do you mean? Listen, do what I told you to do and then you'll understand, all right? That's what I've been trying to tell you. You need to do what I told you to do. Okay. Do what I told you to do. uh, Okay. It's like, I mean, he basically like, she literally was like somebody leaked who could have leaked. And he says, do what I told you to do. Then you'll understand. It's like very clearly uh, admitting that he's leaking uh and she still doesn't catch it she still is like okay i guess i'll do what you told me to do um and she goes and talks to seri but she's not very like emotionally uh like stable at this point um and she's very upset because she's you know she's being told by cameron all of these things about the other side not liking her and targeting her and and now, now they know what's going on. And Cameron's telling her that she'll understand if she just talks to Suri and does what he tells her to. Um, and so she gets to Suri, and of course, it's Suri. She's immediately able to draw this out. She's a very uh, she has like a, this very comforting presence uh that she gives off. Um, and Riley just starts bawling. Just bawling to Suri. Uh she's, she's like crying like uncontrollably crying um about how she is so uh, upset about the situation she feels like she's being perceived as this like cool kid and that she doesn't want anyone to feel uncomfortable and she tries to go downstairs sometimes she feels so cooped up in there but uh as soon as she goes downstairs she feels like you know nobody nobody likes her nobody wants to talk to her um and uh like Hysim is constantly like watching her door and 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 like uh, like staking it out and, and making it uncomfortable and um and she like uh she knows that uh, she's been told that heism is coming for her um and uh and and it's it's all so much and she's uh she she's crying and she she goes in for hugs a lot and when she goes in for hugs it you know it muffles the microphone a little bit and it gives us gives us this moment uh here <laughs> it's not your fault this is it was man i got i got through most of that one uh it was just it's that was not even that like isolated a moment like that happened <laughs> it happened a lot <laughs> It's like the peanuts clip yeah <laughs> It's just ending it's not your fault <laughs> Um. Just look. This is a funny thing that happens in Big Brother sometimes. That's uh. It's, it's just the the conversation got muffled. Um. Yeah, that that was funny. But uh, Siri does a really good job. Suri ends up crying with her a little bit. Uh. And again, just continues to comfort her. But may, very interestingly, um, very adamantly denies that anybody is targeting her. She says, "I haven't heard your name at all. I promised you I'd be looking out for you. I haven't heard an a, a, a lick." of let's target Riley from the from that side. I don't think Heisman is targeting you. I really don't. I, I'm telling you, I, I'm telling you, you believe me. Uh, you are not being targeted. I know it feels like you are. And she's like, it does feel like I am. So I'm, you're not being targeted. Um, and so uh big, big moment here between Suri and Riley, but certainly not the one that I think uh, uh, Cameron was hoping for, although maybe to some degree it was. Um, so that happens, uh, and we're gonna keep moving on because we're gonna keep this update tight, and we're gonna get to uh, the stuff later. Um, Suri is gonna talk to Hysim about how she feels bad for Riley. Hysim uh, says that uh, listen, we are our name is is important. Our name is 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 uh, is is the right name for us, the professors, because we are teaching these youngsters how to play honorably, you know. And sending Riley out next will be a mercy to her, essentially. Um, so uh, that's how Heisman feels about it. But Suri genuinely feels bad about the situation and would like to, uh, you know, would like to m- help Riley not feel so bad it's on a human level. Um. So, uh, as I said, Kirsten is going to make some some actual campaign. Uh, campaigns here, um, I think America is one of the people who has been suggesting the most, like, why don't we just save Kirsten? She has a long conversation with Kirsten about, uh, about you know, what she could do, what she could say. She also talks to Matt for a while um, and has a good conversation with Matt about it, but again, there's really nothing here, unfortunately. I just want to make sure, you know, we're putting it down in the record. She is trying. She is making some inroads, and I think, again, that in different circumstances, like this could be very valuable, but right now it's not. Um also worth noting, especially with Kirsten and Matt, uh, that um there was there was like uh I don't know what this game is. Um I, I've never played it, but uh oh God, what is it called? The the house guests were playing this z- like zap zoop z- z- zing. I don't know. Uh the game. Z- zip Zap z- Zop. Yes, that's uh which apparently is uh, played uh, played like uh, you it's it's made up it's <laughs> uh they they were uh, you like you say zip and then you point to somebody and then they say zap and point to somebody and then they say zop i think i think that's the gist of it um okay it's a real game warm up for theater kids uh they were playing this game um and of course like uh this this is, it's hard it's hard for matt uh he's ha- he's trouble with this um and uh and and the, the people were not very accommodating uh I, I feel um they you know they were playing it they immediately go to matt who who gets it wrong and he's like oh you f***ed it up already um and he's like yeah i'm sorry i'm just and you know, i'm trying it's it's really fast Uh, and then, so they just start playing again and then he eventually just kind of sits down and they're like, what are you doing? You can get it. You can get it. Uh, and he's like, no, it's, it's too fast. It's too fast for me. I'm sorry. Um, and, uh, and, and very sweetly Kirsten also sits down with him and, um, you know, after her conversation with him, I think especially, uh, she was very like attentive and, uh, empathetic to his situation, which was very sweet to see, but, um, I, I wish that the others were. Uh, you know, uh, at at that same sort of level. Um, So, uh, so that's happening. Um, In the meantime, uh, Riley is going to, uh, she's going to talk, she's going to be talking to a lot of people about how like her feelings and stuff um, uh, about the situation and how hard it is to be the HOH. And, um, you know, there was, there was, yes, a moment for a while, where she's in the diary room, and people were like, "Oh, is she gonna self-pick?" Um, she did talk a little bit about, like, "Hey, if I go home next week, I go home next week. I just want to make sure I'm being true to myself," because she feels like she is not feeling herself, um, as as in not feeling like she is herself. Not not feeling. Um, she's gonna talk to uh, Cameron again, and tells him about her heart to heart with Seree, and she starts crying again. And she, again, is just like, I'm just having so much trouble. I don't feel like I am myself right now. I don't usually cry this much. I feel like, I'm, I, I, feel like I should be a strong person that doesn't do this. And I don't understand what's going on. And it's very disconcerting. Um, and he says, is it my turn yet? Can I talk now? This is exactly what I wanted you to show, Siri. I'm proud of you. This is exactly what we wanted. All right. Um, And uh, he's he's they're going to talk for a long time. Um, And uh, it gets it gets especially sad because um, and this is something that I hadn't even made a a connection to. But um, we heard about it in the in the premiere that Riley lost her father when she was young uh, on her birthday her birthday was the premiere of uh, Big Brother 25 this season. Um, and so it kind of adds yet another layer to this whole Cameron. I'm a father to her thing. Uh, and she says as much to Cameron. She says, you know, it means so much to me that you're here for me right now because I lost my father when I was young. Um, and, uh, and it's, and it's just getting very sad. Uh, this whole situation. Um, and uh, I hope, that Cameron goes soon because he's definitely not helping even though she feels, I think, like, she's, like he's helping. I, I feel like it's not helping. I feel like it's making it worse. Um, that's, that's my thought on that. So uh, we have to continue. There's some more strategy stuff here as well. Um, Corey is going to talk to Mimi. Uh, it's worth noting That, uh, days ago, Corey and Mimi were playing chess and, uh, there was a, um, there was a conversation between the two of them where it was proposed that they should kind of work together on the low, uh, keep, uh, keep an eye out for each other, um, and, and kind of protect each other. Right. One of these kind of secret, um, you know, alliances where you're not like necessarily on the same side, but kind of, you know, the Danielle and Jason kind of deal right Um, now Mimi also made a similar kind of pitch to uh, America but that hasn't really been followed up on at this time Uh, now I don't think Mimi was initially actually very um, interested in this in this alliance with uh, with with uh, Corey she immediately told you know multiple people about it Uh, and basically expressed that she didn't have a lot of interest in it. However, they have continued to bond over the last few days, Um, and in particular I talked yesterday about how they were talking again about uh, various things, Um, and I think that it's made Corey feel more comfortable with her, despite the fact that I'm not quite sure she has changed her mind all that much about Corey. We will have to wait and see uh, entirely on that one, but um, Corey is, I think, feeling closer and closer to Mimi and this is a big moment, I think. Uh, it's a huge info drop from Corey to Mimi. Um, and very risky. And I, I think a mistake from Corey. Uh, I think potentially a big mistake from Corey to trust Mimi so much. I think it's a very, very valuable connection for both of them. If they work it correctly. But I'm not sure that Mimi is there yet. Um, and, uh, and, and, you know, we'll have to see where all of it goes. But anyway, uh, Corey drops his whole game on Mimi, essentially. Uh, he tells her, first of all, I don't trust Cameron at all. This guy is a wild card and he's extremely frustrated with Cameron blowing things up. Um, and, uh, he, uh, he talks about how his, he has this position in the middle of the house. And how he kind of hopes that he's good no matter what happens. But uh, obviously he doesn't feel super safe. Um, and he tells her about the group that formed up in the HOH room. And that he was brought in with five people already there, already in it. Um, and it was, based, it was pretty insulting, to be honest. Uh, and he tells her who those five people were. Um, Cameron, Matt, Riley, Jag, Blue. Uh, and he talks about how Heism just hates him for some reason. Uh, and so for that reason, he kind of hopes that that side does win HOH and just takes out Heism because the guy just won't give him the time of day. Um, and they talk about, uh, and then they can just be in the same position the following week and just minus he- Heism and then they can kind of go after that other side then. Um, and he talks about, uh, some of the other people that he, he you know, he likes, uh, Siri and Felicia and he feels like they can, you know, make something work over there. Uh, he also really likes Jared. Um, now he's been doing a very good job of speaking very highly of Jared, especially to people that are connected to Sari and Jared. Um, and I think it's gotten Jared to feel much better about Corey and uh, they have kind of a thing going where they are, they have like a little bit of a partnership um, to a degree, of course. And Jared has been putting in some good work for Corey Uh This is the first time that Corey is going to, in my eyes, slip up a little bit. uh, And he says the first not amazingly positive thing about Jared, which is basically Jared's very good. I like Jared a lot. We work well together, but I can tell he's very good at this. Um, And I think he feels this way because... um, I didn't bring this up at the time, but after Jared finished his conversation with Riley, he had been talking for two hours and he was in this kind of like talking mode and uh, and he goes, uh, he goes out uh, outside of the HOH room. And he has a conversation with Corey where Corey tries to bring up the Cameron stuff. And um, and I think Jared was still just kind of like in that, like I'm snowing somebody mode because he just had just been doing it for two hours and he gave Corey this like uh he was like very i think kind of tired uh and was just kind of like um it's it's hard to describe it, it it's like uh like yeah yeah man i i don't know about uh just he wasn't giving him as much he wasn't as enthusiastic about the conversation um and i think Corey felt like whoa 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 this is the first time that i'm feeling like uh like jared's got other stuff going on um and so I think that combined with what was happening with Cameron and how that game has been being blown up is probably part of why Corey felt the need to be like, okay, maybe I need to go all in on Mimi. Uh, And so he ends up telling Mimi, like, I think Jared's good at this. I like him a lot. I think he's very valuable for us. Um, But I'm starting to feel like Jared is more somebody that can help me in the game than somebody I can like run deep with. Um, which is a very dangerous thing to say to Mimi because if it gets back to Jared or honestly, even worse, Suri, which it very easily could, um, things could fall apart very quickly, uh, I think, for Corey. Um, But uh, overall, you would think it's a fairly decent conversation. I got the sense that Mimi was not giving Corey very much and Corey was giving Mimi a lot. Corey is usually very good at noticing that, but uh, for whatever reason, he, um, you know, he, he decided to go uh, in pretty deep here with Mimi. Um, now, Mimi does then go to Suri and Izzy and drop some information on them. Very funny, by the way, the visual of this. Uh, if you, I, I, I don't, I didn't take a screenshot, but I hope somebody does because uh, Suri. And Izzy are in the comic room. And uh, Mimi first just like comes in and quickly lets them know like, hey, I talked to Corey. We cannot trust Cameron. Uh, He thinks that Cameron is just trying to infiltrate and make this side not work. Um, And so we can't trust Cameron at all. Uh, and And then they're like, ah, we knew it. And then she leaves. And then they start talking about Cameron while she's gone. And then she pokes her head back in. Like she opens the door. And pokes her head back in. Um, let me try to uh, let me try to like. Uh... Oh, oh, and um, also, uh, he says that they're gonna take a shot at at Heism, Um and like the doors right at, at Heissam, and uh, and he said he'd be down for that. Uh, so, and then, and, then, and then she she pulls her head back out and closes the door. Um. So uh, so that, again, it, to me, again, is an indication that, like, she's giving away this information and she thought that was pretty damaging information to Corey and she didn't really mind sharing it with Suri and Izzy. Uh, and Izzy immediately was like, oh, he wants to take a shot at Hysim. Like, oh, man, he's lying to me then. Uh, and Suri's like, what do you mean? Uh, she's like, she he said he wanted to work with us. But now he's saying he wants to take a shot at Hysim. And Siri's like, uh, that doesn't mean he doesn't want to work with us. Uh, Heism hates Corey. And he knows that. So, of course, he would want to take a shot at Heism. Um, and they talk about how Heism needs to chill. Uh, because he's, he, he, needs to, he needs to stop making Corey feel so uncomfortable. Because um, Izzy says, look, I don't disagree with Heism about Corey. But, like, uh, you know, we could, you could do some buttering up. All right? Um, So, uh, so that's going on over there. Lots of potential intrigue, of course. Uh, but I think, um, it's, it's, it's around this time. The last thing to cover here, uh, it happened fairly late at night, uh, is the fact that, uh, that Luke was in the have not room. Uh, he was talking with Jared, uh, uh, and Corey. And I don't know. The feeds were, it was actually kind of strange because the feeds were actually off. They were down. Um, and then the second they came up, Luke uh, uh, said the N-word. Um, like, just very casually. Uh, it's, I, I don't even have the the direct statement. It was like, uh, like hey, we're sleeping on a duck, N-word. Um, something like that. Uh, and, um, uh, so, uh, <laughs> um, so Lu- uh, listen, this is a serious, this is a serious thing. Uh, Luke, Luke says the N word, uh, immediately, uh, immediately, um, like the reaction from Corey and, uh, and Isam and everyone is like, what? Uh, And Luke immediately is like, whoops. Um, And just again, it very, very casually, uh, you know, is dropped and treated, uh, treated very casually uh, in this moment. Uh, Corey and Heism are very clearly very uncomfortable in in this moment. They they bolt, Uh, they leave immediately uh, from the room um, and uh and then you know, uh Luke just keeps talking to Jared, like you know, like nothing's happening um, and uh then eventually says, like man they were they were mad, huh uh and and says uh says this A little slip of the tongue, little slip of the tongue. little slip of the tongue there Did you hear that one more time slip of the tongue little slip of the tongue. A little slip of the tongue. Um, this is not good, obviously. Uh, you should not have that word in your vocabulary. And if you're describing it as a slip of the tongue, uh, that's not a very good indication of, uh, you know, your mindset surrounding the word and racism in general. Uh, he the way that he uh again treats the situation is very lighthearted um he says like man ugh, i'm i'm going to get in trouble i've been i've been in worse trouble though um and it's like well, what is what does that mean uh you know um now uh jared is going to be like ultimately the the the, the gist is like uh, it's fine uh, isn't it weird that like the you know the, the the white people got more offended than I did essentially was kind of the gist of that um, you know I'm not here to uh, to sort of like cast judgment on how Jared handled the situation uh, you know he is in a position that I could never be in and uh, on top of that playing a game um, there are other people that are going to be way more qualified to, uh, to sort of judge how he handled it. But, um, but certainly from the perspective here on Luke, uh, this is, this is very bad. Uh, you should not have a, a, not have this word in your vocabulary. Uh, B, it, you know, should not be saying it's a slip of the tongue. Um, in In my opinion, saying it's a slip of the tongue indicates that like, this could very easily happen again. Uh, and I think that it's worth pointing out that uh, the history of Big Brother internationally uh, says this is a, an expellable offense, a, 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 an offense that is worthy of somebody being kicked out. Um, uh, I mean, it's happened before in the UK. Uh, Somebody who said the N word was uh, ejected from the house Uh, and uh, worth pointing out um, just a few years ago during season 22 um, there was this whole thing about, about Memphis where people had uh, thought that he might have said the N word Uh, and big brother released a statement where they said (laughs) that after analyzing the audio, they determined that he did not say it. It was just, it just seemed like it could have been said based on how the audio played. Um, But they did say specifically that, uh, again, after close examination, it was determined that racial epithet was not said or uttered uh, and then said, hate speech will not be tolerated and those who violate the policy will be removed from the Big Brother house. Um, So they said that only a few years ago. uh, And... He very clearly said it. I mean, there's no, no ifs, ands, or buts about it uh, this, this, in this situation. He very clearly said it. He said it very casually, and he had absolutely no remorse for saying it whatsoever. Um, in fact, he almost seemed to be challenging anybody that might be upset about it. When Corey came back in uh, and Corey seemed not happy with him, he was like, Oh, you're mad at me, huh? You're so mad at me. And Corey had to very uncomfortably be like, uh, what, what do you like? No, I'm not mad at you. Like, what do you want? Um, also, Heism comes in and starts talking about how Luke is like very endearing. And like, uh, he like likes that he walks the line on the fence. And like, it was, that was a, that was a whole other thing going on there. Uh, I, Listen, that could not be me. That could not be me coming back into that room and talking about how Luke is endearing right after that happened. Um, I, I, don't, I don't care about a game, you know? Uh, like, that's, uh, that, that could not be me. Um, and Luke talks about, like, uh, like yeah, yeah, I like to push boundaries sometimes. Like, again, you know, zero remorse for this situation. Um, so, you know, obviously the question becomes, uh what does big brother production do um here's here's my thing right there's no shot that luke doesn't know that he shouldn't say the n-word everybody knows that you shouldn't say the n-word uh in in my view there's zero value in bringing luke into the diary room and being like hey Slap that wrist, Luke. That was a bad thing that you did. You should go apologize for the bad thing that you did. Uh, because he knows it's a bad thing that he did. He already didn't apologize. Uh, what is it going to do to say this is a bad thing? Um, yeah. According to big brother's own policies, I think this is a clear case of ejection material. Uh, I think that you, you need to take a stand against this kind of language being used. Uh, we are unfortunately in a society where people can use this kind of language and then have their, uh, I think, CDs brought into the Big Brother house. I think that was one of the ones. Uh, I, don't quote me on that. Um, so, uh, you know, perhaps Big Brother should be a place if they uh, are about tolerance and inclusivity and diversity and all of that, uh, that they should maybe take take a bit of a stand here and say, no, this is not OK. And uh, we're not going to accept it. So um and again that's according to their own rules their own policies that they've done before that they've used before if in 2007 the uk can kick somebody out for using this word i think it's a little weird 16 years later in the us to 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 be kind of chill with it so um i think that's uh i mean that's where i stand uh, and i think it's i think it's a pretty fair stance uh here uh given the situation and again especially because of the complete lack of remorse for uh, for uh, for saying the word. Um, so to get back to the house, um, as far as I'm aware, nobody else knows that this happened yet. I don't know if people will find out. Um, I, you know, we don't even necessarily know the true feelings of anybody in that room yet, because they haven't had a chance to talk to each other or anybody else about it without Luke, as far as I'm aware. Um, So we will have to wait and see. Uh, Obviously this is a situation that's like making headlines already. Um, Are they talking about it now? Uh, They might be talking about it now. Somebody in the chat saying they might be talking about it now. So uh, stay tuned, stay tuned because uh, this might uh, continue um, to develop uh, over the course of the day and uh, and stuff so um and then also again uh you know how production is going to handle this the, there's articles about it already um you know this is a uh, a developing story as as we move forward here um and a lot could change if he did get ejected what would that mean for the eviction uh could it mean that Kirsten does actually stay i think that could be very interesting especially because uh, like I said, I do think she actually has a footing in the game at this point. Um, <clears throat> what would that do to their schedule? You know, I mean, I guess I guess if they if they canceled the eviction, it would it would not change their schedule. Um, so you know there's a, there's a lot, a lot uh, that that could develop from here that is a lot that could change um, uh, in the game if uh, if this were to happen. Um, it's not something that, that, uh, big brother U S has ever done in the past, despite saying that they would, uh, you know, like I said, like, uh, a couple of years ago, they said that they would eject somebody from the game for saying these, uh, things, but, uh, it's not something that they've actually done in the past. And they're, <laughs> let me tell you, <laughs> people have said things in the past, but that's mostly, uh, longer ago than a couple of years ago. So, um, so who knows? Who knows? Uh, I have no more information at this time, but uh, I will, of course, uh, update you tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. Eastern uh, with whatever uh, updates occur uh, with with this and with, of course, the strategy of the game and all of that. We will also be live tonight uh, for a recap of the episode. Um, and uh, so you can tune in uh, tonight. Uh, I'll also be live on Twitch watching the episode, twitch.tv slash Taryn Armstrong, where uh, I'll be, you know, live streaming during the episode. You can watch with me. It's always a good time. Uh, And, um, and the recap after, and then tomorrow morning, live feed update. And then tomorrow night, theoretically, the first eviction of Big Brother 25. Uh, I'm I'm hearing they're not talking about it right now as well. They might not be talking about it. I don't know. I'm doing the update. Uh, So, Stay tuned for all of that. Thank you all so much for, uh, for joining. Again, find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Armstrong. Uh, check out the podcast coming up. Um, if you didn't listen to yesterday's update, it was a little more fun than this one uh, to some degree. Uh, check it out. It was, a, it, was a, it was an interesting one. It was a funny one, I think, hopefully. Um, and uh, we also did the roundtable last night. We rated the players for the first time uh, on, in the stock watch. Uh, and you can go to reality TV uh, If you want to uh, start playing in the stockwatch, you have the ability to buy and sell shares of players uh, on the website. Uh, and you have until Thursday uh, when the episode airs to make your picks. So uh, check that out as well. All right. That's what I have for you. Thank you all so much for joining me here today. I'll see you next time.